0: If you don't see people that look like you or people that you relate to in leadership roles, then a lot of people will just think that there is no pathway. So I'm super keen to try and show people that it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter if you've got tattoos. It doesn't matter if you've got whatever hairstyle, purple mullet, much to my mother's dismay, but um, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what is on your head. It doesn't make a difference to how you're gonna work. And if a company is gonna judge you based on that, then you don't want to
1: work for them. I wanted to say a big thank you to our sponsor, Talent Insights. Talent Insights are Australia's leading data specialist recruitment business. They are experts in recruitment strategy and delivery for analytics and data teams. They are the go-to recruitment business for all your data roles in Australia, and they can help both with permanent hires and short-term project-focused data resources. I've used Talent Insights in the past, and I've always found them fantastic to work with. Visit them at talentinsights.com.au. Welcome to another episode of Data Futurology. In Data Futurology, we uh, talk to leaders in the data science, uh, machine learning, and artificial intelligence space, and we discuss the the, the challenges that leaders are facing in this in this area, uh, what are the different approaches that they're taking? What are the different use cases that um, that they can port to other industries? And in general, what type of things should leader, leaders be thinking about, considering, and hopefully improving on? And to do this, we we get um, the varied perspectives from leaders from all around the world, and um, it's really, um, yeah, really exciting to, to have you all joining today. We do these live webinars and then we release in the podcast and on YouTube. So definitely follow follow us there for, um, for all the episodes. Um, before we kick off, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, who is here on my right. So Talent Insights has been sponsoring us for a long time and supports us in bringing this content to the community. Uh, so definitely show them some love wherever you can. Great. So this morning, we're going to be talking about diversity in data science and AI and um, super important topic, uh, something that definitely um, opens people's eyes, opens people's minds. And, and I know that I've, I've had to learn a lot about this, this area in over the past you know, few years, decade or so, at least. And today we're joined uh, by Fiona Milne. Fiona, is the head of AI and data science at Whisper. She is also the founder of Women in Machine Learning and Data Science for the Melbourne chapter. So definitely a very strong and present leader in the space. Fiona, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
0: Thank you. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. A bit cold in Melbourne and a bit early for my liking, but that's OK.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, a lot of people are like, these, uh, these breakfast ones are, are a bit tough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um. um pro- props to the attendees to get enough extra early to come to something like that.
1: <laughs> right. No, it's great. So thanks. Um. Yeah. And thanks so much for making the time. Thanks for the audience for, for joining. Um. So Fiona, I wanted to kick us off, uh, by by asking you a little bit about your your background and how how you got to where you are today.
0: Um. Yeah. Sure. So. Um, a lot of years ago now, I, I did my bachelor's in maths, um, and from there, I went to work in the finance and banking industry and kind of realized that I was really interested in data, albeit in Excel spreadsheets. Um, from there, I moved into life insurance, which is probably as boring as it sounds, but um, that's where, where I got my, my first taste of databases and... Um, Yeah, Uh, and yeah, really, really understood the power of of data. And um, in that time, we were getting um, more and more data coming through. Data science was becoming more of a thing. And that's when I realized that I wanted to move into the technology industry. So I worked for a few startups, worked um, for a big tech company or uh, an Australian bigger tech company. And then, um, yeah, now now I'm at Whisper.
1: At, um, heading up the AI and Data team. Amazing. Um, and that's been almost, almost a year now that you've been at, at Whisper and, and almost three years um, since you, you started the Melbourne chapter of, of Women in Machine Learning and Data Science. So keen to, to dive into um, those parts and keep to dive in, into the diversity. So Fiona, tell me, um, tell
0: me how
1: did you end up starting the Melbourne chapter for women in machine learning and and data science.
0: Yeah, um, so I have told this story a few times, so apologies if anyone on the calls heard it before, but um, actually um, one night I attended a meetup and I had a a fairly negative experience. So um, it was a few weeks into my my first real job as a data scientist um, at a company called Eliza. in, in those first few weeks, I was asked to write a blog on a piece of work that we did. Um, and me being not a very uh, natural writer and also in a brand new job and also having to write a blog that kind of represented the project where other people worked on it, there, there was a lot of pressure on me. Anyway, the blog went out. It was super successful. It was picked up by, the I think, the CEO of uh, of the city of Melbourne. And, which led to kind of more talks with the city of Melbourne around potential work that Eliza could do there. So so I was really happy with the way that the blog had panned out. And then that week, uh, a colleague of mine was running the TensorFlow meetup in in Melbourne. And at the end of it, um, uh, a random guy came up to the team and started asking us questions around the blog that that guy at Eliza had written Um, and the profile picture attached to my blog, I actually had short hair at the moment, at at the time. So the the guys obviously associated having short hair and working in data science with being a man. Um, But thankfully my colleagues kind of corrected him and said, oh no, it wasn't a a guy at Eliza, it was Fiona, she stood right there. Um, And the, the person just continued to ignore me and continued to ask my male counterpart colleagues about the blog that I've written Um, and that was a really jar it was the first time I was really jarred by an experience like that and yes I'd I'd experienced all the usual kind of death by a million cuts things being being underpaid having to prove myself as a default as opposed to the default being that you're a subject matter expert Um, and this one really jarred me because it was just so blatant and 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 really upsetting and I went home really upset and um, I think I was in tears in the tram on the way home just because it was it was such a shock to me. And the next morning, um, my boss at the time, the CEO of Eliza, James Wilson, um, who had no idea of how that experience had gone or how I'd been upset the night before, just happened to say to me, have you heard of this meetup? women in machine learning and data science um, if not you should look into it and you should start your own chapter there's not one in melbourne and at that point i kind of consciously decided to turn a crappy situation into a really good one and um, and yeah from there we've i think we've currently got over 1300 members prior to covid we were that's running... amazing
1: sorry yeah that's amazing yeah.
0: not as many as you felipe but um al- almost as many followers but um yeah we, we prior to covid we were having monthly monthly meetups it's just a really good atmosphere um, so prior to, to kicking off with women in machine learning and data science I'd, I'd experienced both women focused meetups in mm-hmm. in the data science space for example our ladies in R mm-hmm. um, and the experiences that I had attending both those meetups I only attended I think one Burn. Meeting. It's called the, the, the R Meetup, um, yep. but yeah, there's just this, this vibe of people asking questions to kind of, um, mostly men, I might add, um, asking questions to sound smart and um, to sound like they know what they're talking about. Um, and then you go to Our Ladies and people are asking questions because they're interested and they're keen and they want to learn and they want to help each other. It's not competition. Um, so, yeah, I was really keen to kind of provide that space in the machine learning um, landscape for, for women and gender minorities to feel safe and um, to, to show them that there are um, pathways to, be, to becoming a data scientist and becoming senior data scientist and then into leadership and um, to, to show them that, um, I suppose, data science isn't actually that hard quite often you'll find, or I found anyway, people quite often like to um, make data science sound really com- complex and hard. And yes, it is complex and hard, but it's part of our job as a data scientist to, to explain it in, in accessible ways so that people, people can conceptually understand it so that they can weigh in on the conversation. Um, and yeah, I've had had really good experiences. I'm, I'm really excited about kicking it off since since COVID. Um, and yeah, even I mean, the, the thing that I take the most out of it is hearing from people coming up to me after meetups or or reaching out to me um, after they've seen me talk to say, you, 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 I have gotten into the data science because you've showed me that it's it's possible, really. So, so that's been a, a huge win for me
1: incredible that is that's really great to be able to um you know champion um champion a space for so many people in the industry and um, help them uh, find a path and 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 sort of start the snowball for people to help each other um and then and then hear back that the impact that you're having on on these people's lives it's it's incredible um, so there, there was a lot there that I wanted to to dive uh, into and um, maybe maybe a good place to to start is um, for the people that may not um, have diversity as, as front of mind um, in their in their working life what what would you say are the, the benefits of diversity? why should they be considering to be more open, more inclusive um, and and yeah what what is the um um why yeah I guess why should they explore that the space
0: yeah sure um so diversity is is really important it's kind of diverse teams are proven to be more creative and more innovative and they're proven to be better at solving problems they're proven to be um better at making decisions and usually that's in usually around half the time. Um, and it's been proven that diverse teams have half the meetings. And I don't know about you, but less meetings is always a good thing. And this yeah. all kind of <laughs> this all kind of leads to better products. Um, it leads to people being happy with where they want to work, um, which ha- happy employees will generally do do um, better work for you. And um, there'll be less turnover. Um, and Yes, the result is more revenue, but I don't know about you, but it's not it's not something that I'll focus on too much, but it is something that um, maybe businesses might like to know that you will, um, on average, make more money if you've got more diverse teams. Um, yeah, it's, it, it is, it's super important, and, and um, we've got a long way to go. Um, so I think in our industry, um, within Australia, the last survey that I read, there was 21% of people in our industry identifying as women or non-binary. Um, general tech industry, we've only got 28% women in the industry. Um, wow. We've got massive pay gaps. So women get paid $25,000 less on average. Sure. Um, and wow. at the, the rate that we're going to fix this gender pay gap, it's going to take 101 years to get gender. And pay equality. So, so um, yeah, I I would be I would be a lot happier if it was less than hundred one years because I probably won't be alive then to see it. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, but it's it's also been um, proven that um, if you, yeah, I mean the GDP will will benefit if if we if we get to that if we close the gap on on gender gender equality we we can that there are studies um, that's been shown that I think GDP will increase by 25 billion if we just increase um, the number of women in those roles from 28% to 34%. So that's a 6% 6 increase to to increase our GDP by 25 billion. So yeah, the money is there to back up these claims, and we just have to figure out a way to do it.
1: That's amazing. And um, so many, so many, you know, benefits there in terms of, A, being more inclusive um, and, but I guess from a, from a business perspective around the, um, the efficiency, uh, less meetings, better products, and then, and then even, even going to the financial benefits, um, they are huge, like super, super significant uh, and, and definitely super attractive for, for people in business why why do you think it's been an area that's been slow to improve um and 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 why do you think it's it's projected to take so long to to i guess eradicate the or not eradicate because it was up to thirty four percent but to to get to to that meaningful improvement um why do you think it's it's still a barrier
0: um yeah it's a tricky one i know for me um when I look back on my career and kind of how I was um, treated being a, a woman in a more technical field, um, I mean, we've got, we've got, as soon as kids are a baby, we've got different toys going into different gendered yeah. babies. And um, we've, for, for me myself, I remember when I was applying to go and study maths, I remember um, my own mother and it's through no fault of her own but um, saying are you sure you want to do that You're, there's only like 10% um, of your classmates will be women and I hadn't questioned my choice at that point until she said that and then I was like oh maybe maybe I shouldn't be doing this, maybe I should be, uh, be doing a more female industry and um, so kind of just perpetuating that, that idea that maths or technical subjects are for men Um, and I think it even goes back to um, when it's it's quite popular in the zeitgeist to be like oh maths is hard I was never good at maths Um, and you'll you'll quite often hear that language um directed to little girls as well and that might be coming from their mother or their father or whoever um, but yeah I think we need to we need to go go right back to the start to, to figure out where we're going wrong. Um, and yeah, I think for me we just the the patriarchy is is very um well embedded and it takes a long time to to shift something like that It
1: does it does there's um it, it, it's hard opening uh, people's eyes and people's minds to to this world that that may be unseen for them. Um, I think that um, a lot of people wouldn't have stopped to think about the the if they're not facing extra difficulties. It's uh, it would be difficult for them to stop to think about how other people are. Um, are, are fa- or the journey that other people are facing and how, how they're feeling about it and, and the, the differences and the inequality and the, the lack of, of access. Um, and then once people get to that stage of, of awareness, then generally making a transition and doing something different uh, mm-hmm. requires effort. Not Obviously not only in this, but even if you're learning a new skill. So there's, there's a, a spot of, of making an effort to, to make a change um and and stick it to it for, for quite a while. Um, there are definitely two two areas where I think people need, need support. And um I've definitely seen um you know men in leadership positions that um I've seen transitions in people going from not aware to aware and then staying in aware for a long time or at least what I thought was a long time and I was like come on let's let's get to let's get to action and and um sometimes yeah you you gotta help them out and and then through the action they do feel like oh shit this is this is hard like this is more effort because i'm trying to find i'm trying to find these people um and i'm trying to make yeah do something new to be more more inclusive um and it's it's exercising kind of like new new muscles for them so anyway any any help uh, that we can provide um, is is beneficial, and this is obviously to to everyone. We have a uh, sorry. Were you going to say something?
0: Um yeah, I was just I was just going to agree with that. I mean, um, we can't. I mean, we got to assume that people are behaving a certain way, not out of malice, but just because that's mm. the only way. And um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with you that it's it's not a case of of being angry or or being um, yeah trying to put people down because they think a certain way it's kind of you've got to be gentle you've got to explain um, why why something isn't right you've got to explain why if, if, if a guy in leadership saying oh the gender pool is just too shallow why that's not good enough um, and it's yeah it's certainly you can't blame people because that's all they know but what you can do is encourage people to be more empathetic and and, um, yeah, and just be, be gentle and, and empathetic with them whilst you're doing
1: that. That is, that is really nice. That is a great approach. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. We had a, a question come in the, the chat, um, which says, if, the, if there's a financial incentive for businesses to hire more women in data science, then why do I, as a woman, still find it so hard to find a job as a data scientist or engineer, or even, uh, and then it says, difficult to find a job as a data scientist or engineer, even with a top-notch degree in STEM and relevant work experience. It's a great, um, great question. Did you have any, any thoughts?
0: Uh, that's really disappointing to hear. And I'd be interested to hear who this person is and have a chat with them, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I mean... There, there are systematic problems, um, and I'm really sorry to hear that that's the person's um, experience. I know that um, uh, as the data science industry matures, the, um, jobs can be a little bit harder to get, and um, maybe some companies are looking for X amount of years' experience, but it's a bit of a cold start problem in that if you've never been given a foot in the door in the first place, then you might not have that those years of experience. So companies can use that as an excuse to not hire people. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that, that, that that's happening and um, I can't, I can't answer why, except, um, yeah, that needs, that needs to change.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Definitely needs to change. And it is, it is a, a really tough, um, a really tough situation uh, to, to be in um, there the there's kind of obviously there, there's a lot of a lot of factors that are um creating these additional uh, barriers for 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 diversity or for diverse people to come in and um i i know that um uh, and at least in my, in my case which is a totally different totally different experience um but if if we think about the minority side um I, I came to I came to Australia with not being able to speak English and I wanted to to stay and um, even though I, I at times I had and I felt like I had good good experience uh, I was finding it difficult to to find jobs and um, some of the things that helped me was trying to find um, and to like ask around and, and, and look online about uh, teams which had um which hired people like me, or who kind of like were not 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 proven, but if if you ask around, it's like where do where do people like me work? And and there's been um, through through that, I, I I found you know areas, business like small businesses or, or teams that that had that were more progressive and more inclusive in their in their thinking, and and that um, that at least helped me. Um, also, um, I looked for. For uh, leaders that are known to be inclusive, um, and and kind of like by understanding people's profile, um, obviously it's hard to say who are all the leaders, and then how do you classify them each. But um, but uh, for example, as as um, as a, as a resource, uh, it can be meetups, it can be. Um, areas like this like this podcast of where we interview leaders and and we've had a lot of leaders come and talk about diversity um there's obviously like blog posts and there's there's forums online where people talk about what what is their team composition uh, obviously things like reddit um sorry i'm just trying to throw sort throw, throw of alternatives and, and and options um because because sometimes uh the finding what what that that the proven path or path of re- least resistance. Trying to to find um, a path that at least some people have walked through before that will be helpful because then that shows that, um, which is one of the questions in the poll, that shows that there's leadership there that fosters uh, the diversity that, that kind of like gets it, and ideally, and probably will be able to give a leg up um, and and help those people in their in their careers. Um, so I, w- I would consider that as, as some of some options to um tell us um tell us in the, in the in the chat if if um any of that um resonates resonates with you um
0: and just just to that that yeah, um, question questioner um, that feel f- that whoever the questioner was can feel free to reach out to me on on linkedin and i'd be happy to have a chat with them
1: yeah definitely and and um and same for me um feel free to reach out and And, um, yeah, I think we can, we can both try to help. Um, that'd be great. We also have a comment from, from Liam says, one of our engineers is a woman and I love working with her. Like you said, Fiona, she's so intellectually curious and I love talking shop with her. She picks my brain on sales and I pick her brain on product. Uh, that's great. That's a great, uh, great comment, Liam. Thank you. Um, yeah, really, really, really good. And, um, yeah, so uh, what I might do, actually, I've, I've got a, a couple of, of my notes on, on the topics that I want to dive into from your, from your um, comments before, but I might um, close the poll and we go through those answers. We have um, about 85% of people voted, got a chance to vote. I'm sharing the results now, so you should everyone should be able to see them. Is that right? So the first question was, um, is diversity so um, um, important in data science team? And when we say diversity, we talk about gender, minority, uh, et cetera, important in data science team. And you know most people say totally, um, which is, I guess, not, not surprising um, saying that people are, are attending a, a, a webinar on, on diversity. So that, that's really good. Um, some people said mostly and then minority people said not really. Any, any thoughts there Fiona?
0: Um, Just something that I'll add to, I've, I've explained why diverse teams are important kind of generally, but specific to data science and machine learning um, where we have, uh, there's a lot of risk involved, right? We're, we're building out these models that are potentially being scaled worldwide, um, and touching lots of different places within the world. Um, So we can't see our own blind spots generally. So um, yeah, the the removal of risk within data science teams specifically is really important. Um, And I don't know if anyone has watched um, Coded Bias, um, which has just come out on on Netflix recently. Um, But it's a A really really good um watch to to um show you how how things can go wrong with the with the models and the systems that we're building
1: that's really good and and definitely um yeah at least i've i've experienced firsthand and i've also been told um through from from a few quite a few um guests in the in the podcast been told stories of of blind spots um, in, in AI, in, in machine learning models because of the uh, lack of diversity in the team. And, um, and at least my, my thinking in that area has, has um, improved a little bit where before I used to think, um, you know, there's, there's uh, society's bias in the data, the algorithm learns from the data, and then the algorithm makes decisions that are perpetuating uh, the bias. Uh, and and that's true. I think that's that's too simplistic, though, um, in the sense that the the bias that are that are in the data that like gets fed into the algorithms, those bias can be better detected and better discussed by a diverse AI team, um, and and people are able to capture and catch um, yeah um, uh, biases or, or unfairness in the development of the AI, and that kind of like helps helps us have a conversation where we get to decide the society that we want to create in the future instead of blindly perpetuating the, the one that we've had so far, um, mm-hmm. knowing that there's there's improvements that we can make there. So um, that's, um, yeah, at least that's that's helped me sort of better understand um, another point of value for, for diverse teams.
0: Yeah, and, and on that as well, um, it, sh- it shouldn't just be data scientists, right? Having these discussions so just back to my point around um, being able to communicate the work that we do and how it kind of all conceptually works and bringing other kind of non technical or non data science people into the conversation so that we can, um, we can find our blind spots. Um, more so um, but it's yeah it's re- it really is our job as, as data scientists to be, to be that communicator don't be a gatekeeper don't make your work sound more complicated than it should be like a skill that you need as a data scientist is be able to to explain explain how your system works um, to to any business person not just an, an another data scientist
1: yeah, huge, huge value there um, in terms of being able to make data science accessible. Uh, over time, more, more and more people and organizations are going to need to learn about data science. Uh, there's this uh, a lot of pressure for not people to understand it today. That's going to continue to increase. So um, definitely help help um, by being inviting um, and, and distilling or communicating data science in, in, a, in a way that's non-threatening. That's really good i um, got a couple of questions coming in. One says, um, I don't personally believe in name and shame, but how would you spread the message that a particular organization has a boys club?
0: Just call it out. I mean, um, that's a lot easier said than done. Um, and it depends on where you are in, the, in your career and what your personality type's like. But I mean, if you can call it out, um, it's quite often... Quite often, my my approach um, people people generally know where I stand um, on the diversity problem. Um, so highlighting when when people are are being exclusionary or maybe using exclusionary terms or um, I, one thing that I like to do, which is a bit funny, um, is if if there is a man trying to explain something to me that i already know i will ask them are you mansplaining to me and um, right because right. It, it's it, it makes light of the situation right and and yeah. people pe- people don't know as well so it's um yeah i mean if you can call it out the time if you feel comfortable if not find people within your organization and um, that you could maybe open up to um hopefully your, your manager is, is open to, to hearing those concerns. Um, quite often for me throughout my career, I voted with my fate. So um, if I knew that I was being paid less than someone who was a male that was more junior um, than me, which happened at a big tech company wow. within within Melbourne, I just left, and when I left, um, they offered me more money. (laughs) At which point, like it's way way too late in the game. So you can, if you are in a position to vote with your feet, go for it. And there's lots of organisations that that um, that pride and look for diversity, and they will happily um, take you in if you want to um, stay at that place and and make a change. Then you need to start talking to people that that you feel most comfortable um, talking to. Um, yeah, if, if you want to, yeah. And when, when you vote with your feet, you can, you can. the tech community, especially the data science and the, the AI community is small. So um, if you're having a bad experience within a company or within a specific team, that word will spread um, fairly quickly. And um, yeah, it, it will be up to that team to kind of course correct, hopefully.
1: Yeah, very nice. And and we have a a question from Fiona Nelson, which is related related to um to one of your last points there. Um, she says, is there any sort of publicly available ranking of employers who or, or, or list of employers that embrace diversity, uh, or do we do do we need to do our own research? Um, do you do you know of any Fiona?
0: Um, I mean I think from being a, a woman in tech for x number of years it's kind of like a sixth sense or a intuition that you kind of develop um, and yeah. people are organizations that that um, actively um do stuff in the diversity space they will I mean that's the market their marketing team will love that right and they'll be putting mm-hmm. posts up on on linkedin and um, i think yeah if you do research um on the internet i'm sure there will be um there will be you will be able to find which which companies are making a difference um and and which which maybe which companies don't really care about it and um, also the word of mouth thing so um yeah if you ask within your network and um, what certain companies, how um, important they will place diversity. Um, I think people will happily tell you and um, if you go to conferences or you listen to people talk and you can you can tell that people, the people talking here about diversity, then you can always ask where they work and and um, yeah, I, I, it, it's it's not easy, but it's not hard. Um, Companies that do pride it won't won't be hiding the fact that they pride it. It's the companies that aren't saying much about it that you probably want to dig into a little bit deeper.
1: Right. Yeah. And um I've yeah, I've definitely found found some um, resistance in in organizations where I've worked in the past when when trying to hire data science teams and um, you know, like literally I had cases where people were making comments of um Hey, uh, you hired a guy with, uh, with with long hair, um, or yeah, uh, what like what's that about? He he looks too unprofessional um, <laughs> to work here, or um, yeah, you your um, or comments around like oh, all all the women in your team are are uh, from India, or or they they weren't, but they looked um, like that, and I was like, oh, are you just like bringing them all over? What's going on? Like yeah, like stupid yeah. shit, stupid, yeah. stupid shit. Um, so yeah, definitely, there's. Um, um, I would say yeah, find find a, a deal, and if you, if people can can research and, and share a list of organizations who who uh, pride themselves on being more inclusive, uh, leaders leaders that are more inclusive, um, and share wherever there's teams uh, where that are inclusive um yeah it'd be it'd be great to get the word out that way
0: it might uh, uh, yeah and it might also be worth noting that um you don't specifically have to go to a place that has already got that solved right because yes um if you if you want to make a difference um, and not everyone does and some people want to focus on other parts of the career but um Companies that aren't pride in themselves in diversity and inclusion um, are generally not very diverse and inclusive, right? And the only way that they can change that is by becoming more diverse and inclusive. So um, sometimes you can make a decision um, that that is recognizing the fact that the companies that you're going to go and work for isn't quite there yet, but you can you you know that you can make a difference when you get there as well. So um, it might also just, if if we all just go to, I don't know, I'm gonna say zero, but some, somewhere that, or Atlassian, that, that really that really um, cares about this stuff, then all the other companies are just gonna get left behind.
1: Mm. Exactly, yeah. And um, as I was looking at the, at the Q&A, side there was uh, a lot of good comments on the on the chat as well um, so yeah Conrad following the, the question around um, you know diversity is important uh, why are we not seeing more diverse people being hired I would love would love to see this um, definitely definitely the case and in, in sometimes like there are um, there are well-intentioned leaders making Huge blunders in the space, um, and and I've I've been guilty of of that um, in the past as well. And uh, I was I was telling Fiona uh, the other day that I when I was building a a team, we had um, I was hiring for ten data scientists. We had 300 applicants. It was about 40 40 42 percent female applications, um, and I had been quite proactive in, in reaching out to, to groups that were. That were predominantly female, like the R ladies and the Pi ladies, and um, in groups like that, as well as like data science and and, uh, universities and things. So we had 42% of of initial applications were female. I sent out a self assessment survey with some, uh, which I learned afterwards, some biased language in in my questions um, that really um, detracted people, detracted females from answering. The survey, and then out of the, and then what we had, it was fifty percent of people answered the survey. So we went from three hundred to about uh, one hundred and fifty, just under one hundred and fifty. Uh, and but the the rate of the ratio of females went from forty two percent to twelve percent. Um, and and we were hiring for for ten people, and in the end, that that team, um, we followed kind of like that ten percent female, and we ended up hiring one female out of out of ten. Um, and between that hiring round and the next one, I went back and I asked people. I asked females about what what had happened and, and women that that I knew. I was teaching at at RMIT University at the time, and um, I had students that applied but then didn't fill out the survey. And after speaking with a few, with quite a few, um, I learned that I had I had not intentionally, but I put some some language in the in the survey where I was asking people if there were a gun Python coder or a gun. Um, Ghana's statistical modeling, um, and and people were an uh, uncomfortable saying that. Anyway, lots lots of lessons there. But um, even even when when people are have the right intentions, um, we can make mistakes. So I love Fiona's um, uh, Fiona's point of view and perspective here around be kind, be empathetic, uh, help people on their journey, and help them. Uh, improve their blind spots because that's that's how we're gonna improve. Um, yeah, and it's
0: it's history. really cool that you you're obviously a a, a scientist um, at, at heart because you've recognized that the numbers are telling you that something is going wrong, and you've gone back and you've tried to figure out what it was. And I know that and um, um, there was some language there, but you're also asking people to rate how good they think they are at certain skills. And um, traditionally women will um underestimate their skills, whereas men will generally overestimate them skill their skills. So being aware of that kind of difference and and how people will answer questions and kind of um, maybe normalizing for that and um, it's it's really important.
1: Super, yeah, super, super important. Um, so definitely, yeah, a lot, a lot, um, to improve there. I, I also learned afterwards that there are, uh, that there's websites now where you can uh, put in your your job ad and it tells you whether you're using gender biased language and what to change. Um, so that's that's uh, yeah, at least helped me as well. Uh, people were saying in the chat that uh, Conrad was saying, let's let's uh, spread the message of which companies are are good are, are inclusive Shelly says a company reviews on Seek or Glassdoor um, are, are good places to to have a chat to to yeah. look at so that's um really good yeah
0: and then um, on on the knowing which companies um aren't inclusive and um, something that I'm quite passionate about is um this idea of um an open salary policy so mm. um I will if someone that I have a, have any kind of relationship with and um, ask me how much I'm getting paid, I will tell them, especially if it's um for them to figure out help them figure out what they're worth. Um yes. the uh, this idea that salary shouldn't be talked about is a ridiculous idea started by people that are getting paid too much for what they mm. do. Mm. Um the only people that that are concerned about other people knowing how much they get paid is people that get paid too much, right? And um, so I'll often ha- quite have quite often have friends or people within my network reaching out to me to to ask for advice around salary. Um, but yeah, that's definitely one thing that I will I will advise um, and also negotiate. I'm, I'm quite often helping friends and, and um, peers negotiate, um, and it, it's a lot harder said than done. it's not something that I've ever done in my life, which is interesting, but I'll quite happily help others to to negotiate. But um yeah, if if you can if you can take away that stigma around talking about salaries, then um companies will be forced to be a lot fairer in how they pay their staff. I love
1: that. Yeah. Bring bring the, tr- the transparency, push for transparency and um, start start the change. Yeah. Awesome! That is awesome. Um, I really love that. How much you get I mean, paid, Felipe? Well, too much, I think. <laughs> no, too,
0: especially after this conversation,
1: I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think, um, yeah. The, it, it's a, a lot of at, at the moment. It, it's to me, and it feels like there's a lot of a lot of senior roles that are difficult to. Um, for for people minorities um and and of the of diverse backgrounds to to access um and uh, for like for me like i i i feel really lucky with with my journey and and one of the reasons why i wanted to start the podcast was to to kind of say you know like um if if you if you didn't speak english um like a few years ago you you can you can you can make it um, you can do something you can help others uh, you can help others be better than you um, and that yeah that that is one of the things that that drives me um and drives me to to continue to do this kind of like um as a as a, as a side gig and, and people ask me like why think like, you know like why why do you persevere in doing um something something on the side on on top of your your job but it's um it's important, right. and I know that for, for you fiona is it's really similar in the sense of like we um you you also feel a sense that we need we need visible leaders that 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 look different that come from different uh, parts that that think differently that are diverse in um yeah in in their in their genders and across across the the spectrum is is that right
0: yeah so um I, although I had lots of negative experience throughout my, my career, and I'm sure I, I still will, um, I have had um, a handful of people champion me, um, and I wouldn't be uh, where I am today if, if those handful of, and they were all men, okay, um, up, until, up until very recently, until last year, I had, had a couple of men in my career just um, recognise potential and give me a chance. Um, more recently, I've had had women champion me as well. So um, to name a few, Linda MacGyver, who, who runs a, an institute that tries to help teach data science to, to high school and primary school um, kids, as well as the teachers, um, and, and Michelle Playfair from, from Yao. But until I met um, those two, it was always men championing me. Um, so when I kind of landed my first dream gig as a data scientist, um, I, it's something that I dreamed of for so long. I didn't have any goals after that point, and I didn't realize until I, I landed my gig and it was the first couple of weeks and someone at the new the new job asked me what What are my career goals?" And I was like, "Well, I've been I've been striving to become a data scientist for so long. That's that's all I've wanted." Um, and then I suppose fr- from there I kind of made a decision that because um, I didn't have um, people that looked like me, championing me through my earlier career, and um, I really wanted to kind of be that person for, for others. And, and th- there was a lot of that um, that, that went into me um, kicking off the women in machine learning and data science meetup. Um, but yeah, uh, for a lot of people, if you don't see people that look like you or people that you relate to um, in leadership roles, then a lot of people will just think that there, there is no pathway um so um i'm yeah i'm super keen to to try and 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 show people that it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't matter if you've got tattoos it doesn't matter if you've got whatever hairstyle purple mullet much to my mother's um dismay but um it doesn't, it doesn't matter what 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 is on your head doesn't doesn't make a difference to how you're going to work and um, and if a company is going to judge you based on that then you're not you don't want to work for them to be honest
1: definitely definitely not oh, also, awesome, awesome point there um
0: mm-hmm.
1: really really good the um let's let's um go back to the to the poll um and the, the second, so we did the first question. The second one was around which gender do you think was the most negatively impacted by working remotely during the, the pandemic? Um, interesting question. Uh, we were discussing whether to include it or not. Uh, majority of people said that uh, f- females were most and more negatively impacted by the pandemic. What What are your thoughts, Fiona?
0: Yeah, um, I... I... Yeah, I mean it's pretty it's pretty proven fact that that women have been more negatively affected for a number of reasons. Um, one is uh, more have lost jobs because of the type of works that the work that they do. Um, but I feel like women probably have had a lot more pressure um, on average at home to to take care of the home and to homeschool and to take care of the kids. Um, so, people, women who have have a home to, to take care of or kids to take care of, um, would, would be finding it harder to be on Zoom all day. Um, yeah. n- not only that, but if women are, are are losing jobs, I mean, we we I think we already um, on average end up with half the super as men. Um, I don't have the exact yes. stats right here, but we're 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 already retiring with a m- massively amount less super than men. Um, if women are losing jobs, there's no money going into the super. If women are losing jobs, they're withdrawing $10,000, $20,000 out of their super to help mm-hmm. them through this period. Mm-hmm. So that's just making that that problem even more worse. Um, so yeah, COVID, COVID has been particularly hard on, um, on some rather than others. And, and we need to... We need to, I suppose, over-index on those things to kind of bring us back to to the direction that we were heading.
1: Thank you for sharing that. That's um, yeah, so so important to to keep reminding ourselves, to keep reminding people. Uh, yeah, I like I feel that it's a message that I that I would like to hear more often, and definitely I'm gonna put some some reminders. Um, yeah, because I, I even, I even, I even with my wife that like sometimes she has a training day um, that she's got to do on, on Zoom, which is kind of like a class um, that happen on random days and she's at home with, with um, two kids. Um, and yeah, I've done a couple of days where I've taken the, the day off, uh, but not enough. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you for that. Question three was, uh, have you had supporters in your career that have guided you and helped you progress? Uh, you touched on that um, before. Um, uh, the majority of people said that yes, they've had 85% of people said yes, they've had um, people that have helped them. 15% said no. Uh, any any further thoughts to, to share in your side, Fiona? Yeah.
0: Um, I'm glad that the majority have had... Those people um, in their careers, um, I think I've, I've already mentioned that that those people were um, predominantly men for me. Um, but yeah, I suppose I would be keen to know how many people had people that that were similar to them championing them. Um, but yeah, it's good to hear. Definitely, when you when you find a boss or or someone who can see the potential in you and wants to help you then foster that relationship because it, it, they are really important relationships in your career. Um, and you will find them. People will, if, if you have potential, people will, will eventually recognize that. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's definitely a good way to, to progress.
1: And, and when you say foster that relationship, I think it is key. Um, could you, could you expand a little bit on, on what that, that looks like?
0: Yeah, I mean, just like flustering any relationship, really. um, It's a two-way street. um, The other person might be um, might have be do be be championing you for their own selfish reasons, right? Mm -hmm. They they might they might want to look good, or they might want really awesome people in their team, so that's why. And then it makes their lives easier. Um, So it's definitely a two-way street. um, And yeah, just just kind of. Once once you find a good boss, then 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 definitely definitely stick with it for a while. They're yeah. quite 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 rare to find.
1: Right, yeah, quite quite rare. And and in that case, um, like, would you recommend um, moving with the boss, like following them to to other jobs or other departments, other organisations? Um, yeah, like if you if you find if you find someone that's a good leader, someone good to work with stick with them
0: yeah i mean if that works for you definitely um so i very much had that advice given to me when i worked at eliza with james wilson the awesome Mm -hmm. ceo there and when i was offered the job at, at whisper the the biggest thing kind of holding me back from saying yes was that i wouldn't work with james anymore um but i kind of made a conscious decision that i really if i if i stuck with james i knew, knew that life would be good i would be championed i would be looked after and um, i wanted to step out of that comfort zone not everyone does and um, and i will always have james in my life so and um, and who knows maybe we'll work together one day but um, yeah if it works for you follow follow that good boss
1: i love it that's um yeah i'm so glad i i asked um mm-hmm. That's great. There's definitely a timing thing. Uh, there's there's a, a point at which you have to back yourself and, and uh, go outside your comfort zone and, and realize that if you don't work together, it doesn't mean end of relationship. Um, and and uh, if you've had people cheering you on and helping you from the sidelines, they will, they're very likely to continue to, to want exactly. to do that. Um, so that's, that's really great. Thanks, Fiona. The, um, the last question we had on the poll was, can one person know all of data science? Um, 96% of people said no, um, what, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, whenever I'll talk at an event, um, I will emphasize that there is no possible way that one person knows everything about data science. Our field is so broad um, and so young as well. Um, there's there's breakthroughs happening all the time. Um, there's there's such a, a broad range of use cases and different different specialities within data science that it would be totally impossible to to know everything. Um, but yeah, just. The importance of that statement is just to remember that when you are going through the journey, if you're applying for a job and you see skills that you might not have, or if you you see a job that you like, but you feel like you're not good enough because um, you don't feel confident that you know enough. No one knows everything. And um, especially in data science, everyone is generally winging it. So you'll, you'll, you'll have a problem or you will define a problem and then you will look, look for ways to solve that using data or or um, modeling or whatever works and um, no problem is the same so you you you're c- consistently learning new things and you need to um I suppose be comfortable with learning new things all the time is the main thing don't focus on knowing everything just focus on being passionate about about the the work that you're doing and um yeah and just keep it, keeping keeping um your, your brain fresh and yourself learning new things.
1: That's really great. That's really great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nice. Um, we had some nice comments on the, on the chat. Fiona uh, Nelson said, I had great women and men sponsors um, who helped my career. They were all white like me, I just realized. Um, and FXN, um, who asked the, the first question around not being able to find a job, uh, she says, enjoy the open discussion and naming of challenges. That's really good. Uh, fiona nelson came back and said i enjoyed the openness and honesty too and then uh, conrad says i think it's important to hear the issues that others are facing and be aware and sensitive about it so you can make a change um, when it's needed that is that is great um yeah always always really good comments guys um thank you thank you so much i can't believe the, the hour has um, has flown by um fiona that was awesome that was awesome that was um such, it's such an important topic to, to discuss and, and to keep front of mind and to continue discussing. Um, I wanna thank you for sharing your journey, uh, your, your challenges, your perspectives, and, and to help us all be more aware and be better in this space. So hopefully we can bring that, that, that future faster to, to our present. Um, thank you for being a, a visible leader in this space. And uh, thank you for all the work that you do. Thanks for being on the show, too.
0: Thanks, Felipe.
1: Thanks, everyone, for, for joining. Um, and we will release this uh, on, on YouTube. So um, follow us there on the podcast. Um, huge thank you to our sponsor, Talent Insights. Um, they, they help. They support us in bringing this content to the community. Definitely show them, show them some love. Uh, thanks everyone who joined. Thank you so much to Fiona. Uh, It was amazing. Guys, have a great day. Have a fantastic weekend. Uh, See you next time. That brings this episode to conclusion. Thank you so much for listening. Please find us on datafuturology.com or on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram as Data Futurology. Also go to datafuturology.com forward slash podcast to find the show notes for this and any other episodes if you like this episode it would mean a lot to us if you could leave us a review wherever you listen to our podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode and that it was helpful and valuable for you thanks again and see you next time